Father, in the name of Jesus, bless us right now, God, this word is coming forth. God, use me, use me, use me, use me, use me till you use me up. And I don't know how long that's going to take, but God, you just take control of my voice, my mind, my heart, soul. And God, I want to be blessed through this word that you put inside of me as well as everyone else. But just as much as everyone else is looking for, I am looking to be blessed. And people on Zoom, they're looking to be blessed. They're not here, but they, they're looking to feel your presence. So fill our homes right now in Jesus' name as well as this church right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you for all things in the Holy Ghost. Let everybody say amen. Okay. You know, it was a time that we, we just got, we would just get so caught up in the spirit of God. I want to get to my word, but it was so get caught up in the spirit. We were never so quiet. You know, we get to the place where we're in church now, we just get so quiet. Everybody just quiet. You know, nobody says amen. And holly ever say amen. We were whispering. You know, we said, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, D, you preached a powerful message, you know, but Holly did, you didn't never Holly get uh, amen. You know, we didn't amen like we used to, we used to get up, stand on our feet, get to preach. Somebody's teaching the word of God or preaching the word, and all of us, we can't, we can't, sometimes we can't see, but we short like him, everybody stand up, so nobody sees anything. You know, you just stand up there. And, you know, that was the time when we were so excited. I stayed excited about God's word. And I'm still excited about his word today. Amen. You know, still today. Not because I'm speaking here, but just because of his word. His word has delivered me yeah. from every, almost every one of my fears. I'm still working on some stuff. Uh, I'm still working on some stuff. But he has delivered me from all of my fears. And so that's what's happening. Oh, glory. I'm good. I feel good. I love God, man. I, I really do. You know, I thank God that my mama, my mama got saved because, you know what? If my mama hadn't got saved in Boston, I would have probably never got saved. Uh, so I'm make, no, I can't say I would have never got saved. But uh, the, the, the actual change of life that took place when mom got saved and then we ended up coming to Virginia, if she hadn't got saved, there's a possibility that we might have not even came to Virginia, you know? But, you know, because grandma got sick, that's what brought us into Virginia. And then when we came into Virginia, we met my mama got caught up with Church of God in Christ over on Morby Avenue in Norfolk, Pastor Wilbur McNeil, and he became my spiritual daddy. You know, and I'm in the church playing the bass, you know, and, 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 and I, all I wanted to do was just go to church. You know, so I went to church on Sundays. That's all the time I went was on Sunday. And then... I started going on Wednesday. My mama said, go on Wednesday. I was living in the house, you know what I'm saying? And I'm I, I still living in the house. And so I went on Wednesday, you know, and I started seeing, man, you know, and then I just got to the point where I just accepted Jesus somewhere down the line. Mm -hmm. And I saw what God can do uh, uh, just by accepting him. We, sometimes we got to open up the doors of the church. Sometimes we got to open up the floor for salvation, people to receive salvation, be repenting of your sins. Oh, man, I know this is, I suppose I'm teaching, I'm going to be talking to you from Genesis, the 37th chapter, 37, 38, 39, and 41. All of that's going to round up into things. But I just feel God is putting this in my spirit just to say right now. But here's the thing that God is doing in our churches. There's something that's got to happen inside of our churches, which is us. It's got to happen inside of us first that causes a transformation throughout this world. We're gonna change the world. We gotta see, we gotta change ourselves. It has to happen inside of us first. It do. Woo. Hey, look, let me go ahead on. 
I ain't gonna, I, I, I definitely don't want to bore you because I want y'all to be, you know, say like, well, you know what? Ain't nobody will come back here. Mm-hmm. Say, but we don't want you to go to say no movies. I love you anyway. I get like T.D. Jakes, he had a big old church and just stand in church and just preach, uh, just preach to a bunch of empty chairs. Don't think it won't happen. I was telling, I, I was telling somebody, I said, you know, there was a pastor that was uh, over in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, he started out of church, but he couldn't get nobody in the church. And so he took it, he took and paid $20, gave everybody, gave, gave everybody, gave, went out and told people to give you $20 to come in and sit in the service. And he ended up having one of the largest churches in Atlanta. I was like, wow, we, you know, digging in his pocket. He took his own pocket. He ain't had no staff. He had nobody but his family. But that's it. They ended up having one of the largest white ministries over there in, in, in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. The sacrifices that we make sometimes will make a difference in where we go. Y'all hear that? The sacrifices that we make sometimes will make a difference of where we go. You know? And I mean, I love the fact that I'm not broke anymore. I love that fact. But if I'm not helping nobody because now that I have something, then I'm no better than what I was when I was Amen. broke. Woo-wee! Let's get on to this book. All right, I need you to open your Bibles. I'm going to be reading out the King James Version. Oh, at one point, I have to get this. I was trying to get this tablet to pull up, but I, okay. Genesis, the 37th chapter. And I'm going to read a few verses. Really, honestly, I can't go through all of these because it's so much. So I got to round this up, you know, because you got 37, 38, 39, 40, and 41. Those five chapters in this. And listen, you get a chance to go back, go back and just in your time, just go back and read this. Go back and read it because there's a lot of things that happen. Again, we say, how, how does this relate to us in this day and time? It does. You know, and as I go into it a little bit, I'm going to bring out some points that that's going to relate to us right now. You know, with stuff that's going on right now, no more, no wars and stuff like that, or rumors of war. You know, we're gonna take that into Revelation if you want to. We can go over there, Revelation, and talk about that, with all the rumors of wars and everything like that. But this is the story about Joseph. You know, uh, and he was, he was just one of the one of the brothers, one of the brothers. You know, he was, uh, dang man, Joseph. Let me read it for you. This is out of the King James. You've got your, uh, you've got your uh, 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 voice Bibles too. Can't tell you exactly what page is on. 41 chapter, verse 37. I mean, chapter 37. Chapter 37. She said, 40, page 48 for all of you that's got the uh, voice. voice Bible. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, here we go. And it reads, it says, and Jacob well in the land wherein his father was a stranger, a stranger in the land of Canaan. These are the generation of Jacob, Joseph being the, being the seven, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers, his brethren. And the lad was was with, with, with his son, Bella, 
and with the sons of Zephah and his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto, unto his father an evil report. Now he turned around, came back to his dad, told him something that won't good, you know, and um, which made him start, it, it began to start a reaction. Now in verse 3 it says, uh, now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children being age be 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 an age be age and he had he made he made he made him a coat of many colors and we already know that there was a coat that was made and he made this coat that was special now understand this that coat now when he made this coat it was special it it meant a whole lot to him to the father, you know, and it had a symbolic, uh, a, 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 a value to it, which I'll explain to you in a few minutes. And verse four says, and when the, when his brothers saw that, that there was, that their father loved him, their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him. Mm-hmm. This is my brother, you know. How many of you, how many of you have gone through some things in, in, in your family and then all of a sudden you find out that your brother hates you or your sister hates you because the fact is that it's not, it's not so much as that uh, just, just something happened in your life that made a difference. I remember back when, when, when Don and I, you know, we had four kids and, you know, and we, man, we had a tough time. You know, and sometimes, sometimes you don't realize, but in the, in the midst of everything being as tough as it was, we ended up getting some things, things, things the chain of life began to change for us, things got better, but we always explored it to our children that we were, things was a whole lot better than what it looked like. Y'all feel me? Mm-hmm. Now, and in the midst of all that, we had people that called us saying, well, you all are just like the hostile family. I don't know why they said that, but, uh, you know, that, that I've had some folks, some family members that said that about us, you know, and maybe because <laughs> the hostiles had, their wife was a, was a professional person, their father was a professional person, you know, and they had they had some girls and they had only one son. Well, I followed that suit too, you know. But you know, I was a city worker, Donald was a you know bookkeeper, and we had three daughters and one son. Mm-hmm. So we could have kind of probably equated that to uh whatever, whatever the girl's name, and and my son being the boy. I could have been Bill, and he could have been, she could have been the wife. Yeah. But anyway, it was okay, but it wasn't, you know, because it made us feel a certain way, you know. And the thing is, is that, and then when you move up a little bit, and then you kind of like, both kind of like, put you in a whole other place. And, and actually, in other words, you know, even though family can become haters as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it shouldn't have been this way because in the midst of it all, everybody had their own rights to doing what, but Joseph was a person that understanding that he sought after the little things of the Lord. That's it. Now, they hated him and and, uh, and it says here in still in verse four, and could not speak peaceable unto him. They couldn't even hold a good conversation with him. All right. And Joseph, Joseph now in verse five, it says that Joseph dreamed a dream and he told his told it to his brothers 
and say and and they said they and they hated him they hated him yet even more because he had a dream Boy, jealousy is something else. But even in this text, you're going to find out that I'm going to be talking about a little bit of this, a little bit of jealousy, a little bit of love, you know. But most of all, just the victory that comes out of the end of this story, you know. And I mean, this is, I'm only going to be doing a part of this, 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 with, where, with, uh, with Joseph and, and everything. But then, but the thing is, is that there is something that's going to come out of this that's going to open up your eyes to see that no matter what happens in your life, God is still there. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, and that's verse five. And, and then in verse six, it says, and more, and, and he said unto them, here, I pray you, this dream which I have dreamed, for behold, we were binding sheaves in the field. And lo, my sheaves arose, and in some sense, mine was higher than yours, and yours was lower. And behold, your sheep stood around about and made obsessions in the sheaves. And, and verse 8 says, And his brothers said to him, Shall thou indeed reign over us? Now that's the problem right now. They want to know, are you going to reign over this? Is this what your dream is talking about? Is that you're going to rule over us? And you and we got, I'm the you, the you are the youngest. You know. Because he had 12 kids. He had 12 boys. That represented the 12 tribes. So, so I understand, I'm trying to understand more. If you're part of the 12 tribes, then you already chosen. You already have what God is going to do for you. It's already set. So why should you be invited? Why should you be jealous of me? Because I have a gift that you don't have. And that's what it is. Sometimes folks get jealous of your gift, folks. You know, and sometimes folks get jealous of your vision because you got to be careful who you share your village with, somebody. Okay. Or shall thou indeed have dominion over us? What's the difference, right? Mm -hmm. And and they hated him yet the more for hearing and his words. This is your baby brother, you know. I have family issues. I'm trying to pray God to deliver me out of, you know. But here, in verse 9, it says, And he dreamed, and yet another dream, and told it to his brothers again. You know, that's what little brothers do. They come to you, and they talk to you. Little sisters come talk to you, you know. They tell you, say, she say, and he said, Behold, I have a dream, a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the seven, the eleven stars made obsessed to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him. His daddy rebuked him. How many times have you been rebuked behind something that you have said? And his father, his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is the dream thou hast dreamed? Should I and thy mother and thy brother indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee on the earth? And in verse 11, he says, and his brothers envied him, and his father observed it's the same. Now, I want to skip down to verse 18. And I'm going to give you some, I'm going to go with it. And as he said, verse 18, it says, and 
when they saw his saw him above all even before he came near to them they conspired against him mm -hmm. to slay him mm -hmm. now here's the here, here's the act of jealousy there they plotting against him yeah. you know you know because he had i'm not gonna i refuse to be humbling myself under uh, to my little brother or my little sister can i just bring it down to just everyday talk I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna allow myself to come down to a level to uh, uh, because Linda is my little sister, and that or Portia, my little sister. Better yet, uh, to to little William, because William just really had a dream, and now I'm gonna bow down to him. How I many you have said that somewhere in somewhere or another? I refuse to 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 humble myself to you. Who do you think you are, huh? I know you have done this before in your lifetime. Somebody, even in this room or even on Zoom, you have done this in your lifetime with somebody else. I refuse. You on the job. I refuse to take it. What? Who you think you are? Uh-huh. I mean, because I'm going to tell you what. I put myself in a position. I'm going to talk about Jesse Gray Jr. See, see, it was a time when I worked for the city of Virginia Beach when the man put his hand on me and the man said to me, he said, who you think you are that I'm going to take and apologize to you? That's what he did. He put his hands on me. But I recall that at one point or another, that I was on another employment and I did the same thing to the man too. Who do you think you are? You, he was mine. You know, I'm not going to bow down to you. Have we been in that situation before, y'all? Huh? Can I be real? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know I'm telling the truth. All right. And so, so here, so here they plotted, they conspired, they conspired against him. They said, they said, no, they plotted against Joseph now at this time in verse 18 and verse 19 said, and they said unto, they said one to another. Now here they talking. Behold, this dreamer is coming. He called him the dreamer. They ain't even called him by his name. Look, here comes the dreamer right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here he comes right now. Here the preacher coming right now. He's sitting there thinking he all that. You know what I'm saying? Look, look at him. Look at him. He coming up in his car and everything like that. Think he all that. Look at her. She thinks she all cute and everything like that. But let me tell you something. We got a plan for here. So now verse 20 says, come now, therefore, and let us slay him. That's what they said. They now they're gonna read slay him and cast him into into some pit. And we will say some evil beast had devoured him. Now they're gonna go back to hear their dad <laughs> and tell the dad a bit of both things like look, they look, Joseph just got ate up by an evil beast. He got devoured by a beast. An evil beast. They didn't say just a regular beast. See, and I thought that was kind of strange because in, in, in one translation, they just say a beast. They got ate up by a beast. But King James said he got, they they going back and said they're going to uh, <laughs> go, go say it's an evil beast that got him. And I think it's something different than just a plain old beast, getting, getting devoured by just a plain old beast, or being devoured by a plain old demon. Now he getting devoured by a demon. Something evil. But see, something evil was already working in the brothers, so if there's something evil working in them, then it had to be, they had to fix it up when they took it to their daddy. So, 
So let's see. And then here's here's here what they say. Now we're gonna we're gonna this is what we're gonna say that he we got ate up by devour got devour but ate up by evil beast and we shall see what will become of his dreams. So understand this. Just because you try to stop me, don't mean that the dream is going to stop. Amen. Just because you try to put a stop to me, it doesn't mean that what God has already said is going to come to a halt. That, those are visions, too. Wait for it. 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 Don't move. Just stay there. Wait. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Sometimes, folks, we get in a hurry. All right. But I ain't talking about the vision. Now, let me uh, let me read my last verses. Y'all okay? Yes. Amen. Okay. Oh, in verse chapter 41. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to bring all this in home. Uh -huh. All right. I'm trying to get better with this, with the Zoom time and people's, people's time, patience, and everything like that. I just want God to just do what he did. Let me get on off away. All right. Now, he says, uh, verse 14, it says in the 41st chapter, it says, and then Pharaoh, now we're going to jump. There's a whole bunch of stuff that happened in between this. Okay. Okay. And, and we're going to get to this, and I'm going to share some stuff with you. Now, it says, then Pharaoh sent, sent and called Joseph, and they brought him. Hastily, one translation says, "Quickly out of the pit, out of the dungeon," and and now here's here's what happened. I've been in the John dungeon for a while. Mm -hmm. Sometimes transformation takes place outside, you know, not in you, but outside. Because see, the thing about it is that you have maintained your humbleness. Yeah. You to maintain. You say, "Oh yeah, you know what? I'm gonna make a best out of every situation that, that took place." You know. Now, in between, now I tell you, in between these, from 37, 37 to 41, you know, I have to read this. But in between that, there's the things that transpired with Joseph. It caused him to still be the same person he was before he got into the pit. But many times, us folks, us folks, holy folks, safe folks, real folks, you know, we, we, we allow circumstances to overtake us. So in other words, what happened is we lose focus of what God has already done, promised to us. And so now we are no different than what his brothers were. Woo! Somebody. Okay. Okay. I'm going to slap my own self on the back in a minute here. But listen, and here it says in 14, it says, and here's what happened. He shaved himself and changed. They changed his garments, mm -hmm. his rim. And they had to do all of this before, before he came to came before the king. Now, understand this. Before Joseph fell into the pit, he didn't fall into the pit. He got put in his pits. You know, he was all right. He dressed all good. He had a pair of nice old jeans on. He had a nice old tennis shoes, some some Nikes, and you know, uh, I don't know what they call them. You know what they call them, Air Force One, but I don't know. So maybe he had some Jordan. I don't know. Can I just be around her? Okay. He had. He might have had a. I'm gonna go back all the way. He might have had a full boost one. No, he ain't had a. He had one of the Rockwells, you know, Sean John Jones. So you know he had on. But, but you know, and, and and maybe 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 one of them caps, old ball caps. 
one of his favorite ball team, and then he had a jacket on. He had that jacket on. Uh -huh. Might have been the Philadelphia Eagles. Might have been the Washington. It may have been Dallas, you know. But whatever it was, it had a lot of colors in it, and it was glowing, you know. And he was sharp. But understand, when he got sold off into slavery, he got sold. He got sold. The Mennonites came in, sold him to the Mennonites. Yeah. But they couldn't do nothing with him. They could, he got down to Egypt, man, and his whole life changed. Whole life. See, so, oh, I ain't getting you on my topic, have I? Let me go back. Let me finish this. Let me finish these, these last two scriptures right quick. All right, here. And, and so he changed, he got changed and before he went into Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto him, Pharaoh said unto him, I have a dream, man. I had a dream. I have a dream, a dream, a dream. I have dreamed a dream. And there is none that can interpret it. He tried. Read it. You got to go back and read. Right? Oh, yeah. You got to go back and read. I'm going to just give you some, sum it up, a summary of this. And he says, could nobody, there wasn't nobody that could interpret it. And I have heard say of thee that thou canest, thou can, okay, understand a dream to interpret it. I heard about it. You know, y'all know when he was in prison, when he was in prison, he he interpreted two dreams when he was in prison. You know, that's where he heard about it when he was in prison. You know, and so hey, you know, this dude, this dude can tell some story. He knows some stuff. You know, and, and I mean I remember somebody, we had somebody come, came to the church. It was a it was a it was a white lady that came to the church when we was on the other side. And I was going through some changes. I was having these dreams, these, these, these monkey dreams. They were my thing, man. I was having, gee, I was having dreams about being attacked by baboons and gorillas and monkeys. And they was, I, I was scared to death, man. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even sleep good that night. And then I had to go to work. And this woman came, came to the church, and she was interpreting people's dreams. And I told her, I said, look, I was kind of, kind of good. Little shy, you know. I ain't gonna tell her, you know. Big grown, almost three hundred pound man gonna tell her he having a dream about about monkeys and, and running from monkeys and stuff like this. But they were on me. These gorillas, they were hideous. David, the British baboons, man. They was big teeth things. I'm just trying to. Ooh, wee. But you know what? And I didn't know. But in my dreams, now here's, I realized that I could do certain things in my dream. And one time I didn't know. Now I'm in a dream. I realized I'm in a dream. So in a dream, I can jump off a cliff and don't die. Okay? I'm in a dream. I can fly in my dream. But the fact of the matter was, I had to get in the water in order for the monkeys to not to get me. And sometimes I got caught, baby. One court on my back, and I woke up. Donald said, "What's wrong with you? I'm sweating like, like I've been on a basketball court." I said, "I just had one of them trees." <laughs> well, anyway, that woman came, and she and she, everybody else was telling the dream. I went to her, and uh, actually, she almost called me out, really, you know. And so, anyway, she was. She said, "She said, uh, she said, so you been having some bad dreams?" I said, "I don't know if you want to call them bad, but they was pretty rough." And I saw, I talked telling her about what it was. And you know, and so she told me, she said, it's not as bad as what you think it is. 
is just authority. Baboons, monkeys, and things that they represented authority. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? She said, but she said, have you been going through some stuff with the authority on your job? I was like, yeah. You know, because I was being I was being hit by hit by the Christian people, the unsaved folks, the other folks, management, everybody was on me because I was speaking out. You know, because man, so if you just close your mouth, you'd be good. Mr. Gray, Jesse Gray, you'd be good if you just, you know, but I couldn't. I, I just couldn't. I tried to hold my peace. Better for me just to be out, out of the meetings, then that's the only way I can hold my peace. It's just to be in the truck, sitting in the truck, and just waiting for the meeting to be over with, Portia, because I had to say something. But anyway, so when I came, she said, well, what you got to do, you just got to stand up to me. So what I did, when I went back to work, I had the attitude that, you know, I said, Lord, I ain't running no more. I'm just going to stand my ground. And I began to start doing things differently and stuff. And then next thing I know, guess what? I didn't have them dreams anymore. You know, so I'm just saying this to say, you know, about dreams, interpretation of dreams. But anyway, so here, here, here said, he said, I, he said, I, I'm having these dreams, but nobody can interpret it. So Joseph said, Joseph said, he said, and Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, it is not in me. See, he said, it's not in him. Okay? And many times, folks, we have to realize that power that God put in us to do anything for him is not us, but it's him. And, and, and I mean, I, I, I get tired of people saying, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I see people on TV, ministries on TV. Well, I will bless you real good if you just take it, you know, like, like they got, send me your thousand dollars. Can you just go ahead on and send me your, you don't, you don't have to pay for a blessing from God. There's nowhere in the Bible that says you got to pay for a blessing. You know, anoint them with oil and sit them on your call for the elders of the church and let them anoint you with oil and then you go with believe. Yeah. Jesus didn't charge them nothing. Amen. <sighs> Amen. And somebody might not tune back in next week for me when I got to come back. Pastor Justin's going to be speaking again. We ain't going to listen to this stuff. But it's the truth, man. It's the, it's the God's truth because we, we are being deceived, you know. But here, this man, Pharaoh, he wanted to be, he wanted to know what was happening, and which we know that in the midst of all of this, there was going to be something that's going to take place. That, that all the things that was going to happen, David, David told him, "Hey man, you're going to prosper. Things are going to be." Oh, hold up, let me give you a topic, so y'all know where I'm. <laughs> Dee, I'm trying to move like you, sister. Listen, it says my topic for the day is that God is able to pull you out of the pit. He is able to pull you out of the pit. What do you mean, Jesse Gray? Who do you mean, Jesse Gray? In other words, you know what a pit is. A pit is a hole. A pit is a, a cavity in the ground. It's a certain spot there. You know, it's a it, it's it's a dark place. You know, people die in pits. You know, in some cases, some let me tell you something. In some cases, we 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 can we can look at a pit like okay, we we since COVID has been out, we and we have been put into a place where we've been. We have not been socially attracted to one another. We've been far apart now that, you know, and because of that, folks have gone through mental issues. You know, why do you think folks are committing suicide? They've been in a pit. COVID done put us in a pit. Hallelujah. But you know what? Even though we knew that this was going to come at some point in time, we still wasn't ready for it. 
And even the saints of God, they still fail. You know, because they still, at some point or another, we still kind of still holding on to the fact that, okay, I got all my injections, I still got COVID. <laughs> but they say, they told me that if I would, that I do it, I won't have to worry about getting it. You know what I'm saying? Did all of that, and I still got COVID. I think I probably was the only person in the church besides William that had got COVID. Yeah, but you know what? God still spared all of y'all. Amen. <laughs> Glory. I mean, I've been with Miss Jackie every day, but she, she, she didn't get it. Around Linda, be helping her out. Around you all, we all around here. And but you see what it is? It's just like, but God, yeah. God. But I just want to give me just a few more minutes so I can finish this out. It is um, in the midst of all of this that happened. Jealousy was a is a gift. Yell jealousy. Mm. This is what happened. With the father, the sons, the fathers, the brothers, they had jealousy with Joseph. They didn't have to. They didn't have to. This is, this, I, I love my son, man. I love my son. Me and my son, we went out the other day, went and sat up and had some food, ate dinner, and ate a lunch, a serious lunch. And I mean, it was nice. Me and him sat at a table, just talked and laughed. I ain't got to be jealous because he make a lot of more money than I do. That's what I wanted him to do. So, you know, and the other thing is, I'm trying to get him back over here to get on this piano. You know what I'm saying? Piano. <laughs> oh, on the piano, the keyboard, y'all, even though I'm just going to go country. You know, but Joseph's brother sold him out. He sold, they, they sold him out. They sold him out over a dream because they didn't understand what God was going to, what God was about to do. You know, and sometimes, folks, God, God be doing some things. Everybody don't understand what God is about to do. So we just got to go with the vision. So if if if, if 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 Pastor had a dream that God is going, God wanted everybody, everybody to stand, then everybody stand. You know what I'm saying? What are you saying? I mean, stand, stand to your feet, everybody, stand to your feet. You know, and say, I said, if I said, you know what? The Lord just told me, tell everybody to stand to your feet for five minutes. Do you not know? Some of the people won't stand up. They won't stand up. You know. And then, then when God starts blessing folks and you don't get yours, what happened? You was disobedient. So obedience is better than sacrifice. I'm in the word, man. I'm in the word. I'm in the word. But okay, so Joseph's brothers, they sold him out, you know, and, and okay. But in the end, they sold him out. And then he went, he got, he got, he got, he got into Egypt. And when he got into Egypt, things, things had changed for him once he got into Egypt. He got into there, man. And he did not know. And still, he still, I, I know he had to know in his heart that I don't understand why my brothers did me like the way they did me. You know, I don't understand why, why, why they put me, sold me out like that. You know, I, because I've never done anything to try to hurt them. You know, all I try to do is just love them because these are my brother. How do you feel that way about family members? You know your family member done shot you down, but you know, and you said, all I try to do is just love them. All I try to do is just show them when they was in need. I said, I was right there according to the way the word of God said, be there. Yeah. It don't just have to be a brother. It could be a mother. It could be a father. But somebody that you was close to. But in the meanwhile, Joseph being in Egypt, some things happened. 
Mm, yeah, he got arrested. But before he got arrested, some things happened because he still interpreted the dreams. He gained so much. But one of the things that I found out through here, through my study, is that he did not change the way his whole attitude never changed. Even with Potiphar, his wife tried to get him. Now, Joseph, according to the scripture, according to what I understand, Joseph was a fine looking cat. He looked better than me. Hmm. Doggone. He looked better than me. I thought I looked good. Joseph looked better than me. Hmm. But, but the thing about it, y'all, let me stop. So I say, oh, he passed him. No. But he, he looked, he, he was a fair looking young man. You know, that's what they describe him as, you know. And so so Collins, he's he going, he going out to his wife, his wife came trying to get him. But look, but here's the thing what he did, even in the midst of all that, he said, you know what? Mm -mm. No, I'm not gonna mess with my master's wife. You know what I'm saying? In other words, I'm not gonna violate them. I'm not gonna violate. I know what God has called me to do. So I'm gonna stand my ground. And the Bible says she got a piece of his cloak and accused him of seducing her. And he got locked up. The best thing that ever happened for him. He thought it, he thought life was good. See, sometimes, sometimes we think life is good just the way it is. I'm about to close, but sometimes we think life is good just the way it is, but it's a better. Now he's locked up behind father. His, his, he was a she was a captain of the of the jail. He was a captain. <laughs> you know, but here it is in the midst of it all. I'm telling you, sometimes, sometimes. We don't understand when we have these dreams. We don't know what we're dreaming about. Sometimes we need to ask God to give us some interpretation, you know, because some of us, we be having dreams. We dream dreams, and sometimes they seem crazy as a bed bug, but in the midst of this being crazy as a bed bug, guess what? It's something that God is trying to tell you. He can't get your attention while you're awake. Oh, glory. But the whole idea is to get out of the pit. And here it is. Here it is. He, he, he in prison now. He locked up. And I know what it felt like to be behind bars. I don't want to go back behind no bars, man. It don't feel good. Whew, man, it did not feel good. I was like, whew. I was in there. Gee, it smelled so bad in there, man. And there's one dude in there. He's a big old guy. He's just sitting there. And you know the crazy thing they tell you, they give you when they tell you to take a picture, they stand up there and tell you hold the picture up, bang the numbers up, and tell you want you to smile. Oh. Ain't nothing happy about this moment right now for me. You feel what I'm saying? So I can imagine one thing about Joseph being that won't a happy experience, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But you know, according to what I read, that it, it, it he welcomed it because he knew that in the midst of it all, God had his back. You feel what I'm saying? Because God told him that he was, he didn't know how this was gonna all pan out. I had a dream that I'm gonna see these, 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 this field gonna be greater than that field, and, and this is gonna overtake that, you know, and these stars are gonna be right here, and, and this is gonna be that. Mm -mm. But he was getting them ready, and in the midst of him being in the prison. He began to start. He began to start interpreting a couple of people's dreams. 
and that opened the door for him to get out of jail because Pharaoh was handsome, he was handsome, right. and he had no idea that all this was about to take place, that a family was about to come into the land, that he got to store up, you know, and Joseph come back and say, hey, you know what, King, you got to start storing up, start, everybody start storing stuff up. And you know, the Bible says, you know, that the whole earth, it says that in different translations, that the whole earth was about to go into a family. You know what that made me think about? Where we at right now. You know, it began to let me think about where we at right now with food shortage. You know, they don't have no, and they, 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 the baby milk, and they, they, the baby infant milk, whatever they call it. You know, because we, we were coming up, we had carnation and stuff, and cable syrup. You know, my kids had a little taste of that, but we had no similar, or you know, all that stuff. Me couldn't drink none of the stuff. We had that's the only one we had to end up paying buying them going out buying Pedialyte, you know, and stuff like that because she couldn't drink no milk, but she drank milk now. But you know, back then she couldn't do it, you know. So we had to, we had to have the money for to do that. But do you know now with the prices of gas and everything going up, and we are already quote unquote a chicken. A chicken costs more than a egg on. Steak, chicken wing, twenty dollars for a pack of chicken wings. The same pack that was that was seven ninety nine is twenty dollars now. And now they turned around and said, "Get the thighs, cause they close to the wing, cause they got a lot of meat on." And the thighs them went up to a high price. Before folks weren't even eating pork, you know, all them other folks won't eat no neck bones and stuff like that. And now they done, they don't stick, they don't went in their store, cause neck bones don't sell. They don't put all the neck bones in the store. You know, they stock it up for themselves. And then the beef goes on sale. They go get all the beef. Now, now everything that went up, now no, everybody walking around with the shopping cart looking for the bargain, looking for the bargain, looking for the bargain, looking. Ain't no bargain. The only bargain is, is us falling under the shelter of the Almighty, falling under the shelter of God, getting caught up under his wings. Hallelujah. Excuse me, get caught up. Woo! But this is where we got to get. We got to get to the place. Listen, I got to take y'all home now. There's a there's a several points, certain points that I have written down, and I already told you that. But you know, in the 40 the 40th chapter, there's a couple of issues that I kind of missed. 39, they was talking about that he made God made him. Well, they they made they gave him God gave him favor yeah. over 39 got yeah. favor. With the uh, with the jailer, and he got he became the overseer. Yeah. And then God God began to start doing yeah. things. And God, when we be humble, y'all, when we just humble ourselves, God begin to start opening doors. God begin to start moving in ways that we we did not know not right because that's what He is. We serve a God that's so like that. And so what happens is that 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 no matter what happens in our life, we got to realize that God word never lies, that the word that God has already said is going to come to pass. And we just got to stand. I don't care if you get locked up and be put up in jail. I don't care if you lose your job or lose your car or lose your home. Realize this, that God, if you lose that, God got something better for you. I'm a witness of that. If you lose this, God got something better for you. I'm a witness of that. If you get locked up in jail, God got a door opening for you. I'm a witness of that. So, so no matter what happens in your life, and we want so bad, we want to we, we want to identify, identify with Christ. Because this is what I find out in the Bible that everybody that identified with Christ, let me say God, he's, he was God the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Because God, Jesus was, Jesus 
right there all along. But you know he was there because it said it in the, it, it, when it, the Hebrews and Daniel, when they was in the fiery furnace. And he said, oh, that will look like the Son of God. I'm confused about that because nobody never said anything about the Son of God. So here it is, David being in the pit. The Son of God was right there in the pit with him when he, he didn't say it, but I know he was there. Hallelujah. And see, and so no matter what happens, y'all, in our life, God is going to be right there. He is able to deliver us out of the pit. He's able, you know what? He ain't got to pull us out of the pit. What he do is go through the pit so that way we can come on out. We can find the exit way. It's like playing your puzzle games that you like to play. You know, we just keep right on going around and around and around and around and around and around. And then all of a sudden we see that open. It's almost like seeing a little, little day of light. You know, sometimes when, when it's just that little, little, little light, just a little, little light, you see that little, little, little light, and all of a sudden you start going towards it. And that's the way it was. I kind of just, y'all got to excuse me. But Jesus, he, Joseph, he inverted in the 40th chapter, he interpreted the prisoner's dream. And at that time, they said, oh, listen, he said, he said in verse 8, he said, do not. He was like, I do not interpret. This belongs to God. He kept letting them know that it ain't me, but it all belongs to God. It's God that's doing this. It's not me. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we got to get the real life, get the real life. You know, and know that this is God that's speaking through me. It's not me. It's not Jesse Gray Jr. It's not Dominico. Uh, it's not David. It's not Linda. It's not Miss Jackie. It's not Portia. It's not D. It's John. It's God that's doing this. All right. It's God. It's God. It is God. It is God. In the 41th chapter, Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dream. Hallelujah. And he, he did that in the first 13 verses. He, he interpreted all that he was dreaming. Hallelujah. And after that, whew, that's when he let he told him, he said, man, this is it. Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. He was risen to power in the 37th verse. He was checking. He was taken to power. He was put. He, he got, you know, and the thing I'm saying is that if you just wait for God to just to do what God does, then it's going to happen. Amen. You know, I know that God said, already said what he said about this ministry. So I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about 10 people. I'm not worried about it because I know that God said he's going to be a praise team because he said we was a worship church. How can we be a worship church without no worshipers? Right. Come on, somebody. Ooh, glory. We was a deliverance church, and when we was a deliverance church, guess what? We would things were being delivered, folks were being delivered. They were coming off the street being delivered and everything like that. Then God said, We're gonna turn you into a worship church, and now we don't have no worshipers. Come on now. Come on. Amen. I ain't worried about it because God said it's gonna happen. It's done already happened. Yeah, I remember God spoke to me, He said, Give me a word, and he said that like now. Now, it is now. Now, it is now. Whatever God has said, it is now. And we just have to walk in it. They, I'll keep it down. Why I keep going back later? Uh, 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 Joseph, he just, he walked into the now. Uh -huh. He did. He walked into the now. Wow. My brother sold me on. Hallelujah. But that's all right. God still had me. You know, makes me think about a makes me think about a story uh, that that I heard a long time ago, and I and I brought it into one of my message. 
it was this little boy. They had this. They, it was out there. They was out there with these big uh, uh, air. There was balloons that flies up in the air. And this little boy, he was like, and they're holding the rope down, you know, and stuff like that. And so a gust of wind came past. And when the gust of wind came past, everybody was holding on to the rope. They went up. They went up. They was holding on the rope because at first they were holding it down. The, the boom, the hot air balloon, they were holding it down. And then all of a sudden, the, the wind came and blew them up. And, and so these men that were holding on, these strong men, they were holding on. Hold on, they holding on for dear life. Some of them couldn't hold on. They were sliding down because you know you can only hold for so long. Slid down and hit the ground. Some of them got way up and way up and then slid down and hit the ground. And then it had this one little boy. Maybe he was about William size. I don't know. But he was holding on that rope. And all of a sudden, when they all came down, when they brought the balloon down and they asked the boy, they said, well, how did you hold on so long? How, what, what was you doing that caused you this? He said, you know what? He said, well, what I did, I tied the rope around my waist. And I held on to the rope. And then while I was, while I was floating in the air, I just enjoyed all the view. That's what I did. And what I'm saying, folks, is that sometimes we just have to just enjoy the view. Just, get, just allow God to just to do what he has to do in you and stop worrying about what somebody else thinks. Stop worrying about what somebody else ain't doing. Hallelujah. Stop worrying about how people feel about you. Because it doesn't matter how people feel about you because they don't have no heaven, no hell to put you in. Guess what? Do they sign your paycheck? Huh? Do they, do they pay your rent? Huh? Do they take and heal your body? Huh? Do they do anything for you? No. They don't even have the ability to do that. If you get sick, you can't call not one of your friends to heal your body. If your if your kid get shot get get shot down not shot down but broke down to the point where he can't do nothing you can't call not one of your friends to come and lift him up hallelujah and in most cases you can't call nobody to come take you to the doctor so in other words we was in a, we got to go back to where we got to trust God look you know what you know what I'm gonna do God I'm gonna lay hands on my own baby you know what I'm saying I'm gonna lay hands get that get that oil you know if you ain't got no oil get some oil so we can pray for it. Like you, like the Bible said, and lay hands on your own self. Amen. Right. There you go. Right. There you go. So, <laughs> well, I'm rising to power. God is able. God is able to pull you out of any pit we've gotten ourselves into. I know right now there's different things that we have gotten ourselves into. And we feel like that we can't get out of it, you know, stuff like that, the places we've been with, stuff that has happened to our life. But no matter what happens, God is able to take us out, you know. And, uh, I, and sometimes I was thinking just even, even about this week alone, different things that have happened to us, you know, not just me, but different things that have happened. If it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for God, you won't. You probably wouldn't even be sitting in here right now. Amen. If it wasn't for him. Amen. So we have to get to the place where we just say, okay, you know what, God? You did this thing yesterday. So if you did it yesterday, I know you can do it today. Hallelujah. I know you're going to do it tomorrow because you know what? Because I'm going to walk in that same thing. You know what? And if that thing that I'm walking in is causing me not to do what you, you know, for you not to do what you're supposed to do for me, and I need to change my direction. And see, and that's what Joseph was saying to his brothers and his dad. You know what, folks? We all got to change our direction. You got to stop. 
So the story goes, and I got to quote, the story goes like this, that he, at the end, and this ain't, this is not my, this is, but at the end, at the end, everything that he said, that he told her Pharaoh came to pass. The famine came. All over, they, the Bible said all over the world, earth. One translation said all over the earth. I don't know, because I won't dare. But shoot, if it was all, if, if it was just in Africa alone, guess what that would have been? That's the earth. Because what we're going through in the United States, that's our earth. But God is the God is the healer of the deliverer. He's able to produce for us. But then we know that we paid a price that we messed up in a lot of ways in our nation. But nevertheless, God is good. And he is able to pull you out of the pit. And if he don't pull you out of the pit, guess what he's going to do? Because see, you have the faith grain of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain. And folks that want to climb a mountain, I don't want to climb a mountain. You say, oh, I'm climbing up the road side of the mountain. Donald said, we ain't singing that song no more. <laughs> we ain't climbing up no mountain because God has given us the, he's given us the ability to speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Yeah. I speak to you right now. Get out of the way. I speak to you right now. Get out of the way. Uh-huh. I speak to you. And that's what we got to do. We should speak to the mountains that's in our life. Those situations. And then we just got to praise God. Like she said, I've been praising God all week for my healing. Then we tell her that God was going to heal. Then we tell her that God was going to give her a good report. Then we say that. She, I know she's just a baby in this thing. She don't, she don't know it for so. Because some of y'all have experienced it for yourself to know. But for her, this is the first experience for her, I believe, that 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 Second, she said, it's a second one. Okay, but the fact is, is that God is going to do it. Now, if you got the two times, then you don't have to worry about it no more. You ain't going to go to the Lord. Go ahead and do it for me. And just go ahead and give God some praise. And sometimes we got to go back to where we used to be like this. Remember how you used to be back in the day? Old church. We used to be like, hey, glory. We grabbed somebody to hold on. We couldn't dance and stuff, but we could up there and stomp. Because I know I used to stomp a floor down there in Mississippi, boy. I'd be going. But you know what? When I really think about it, when I praise God like a crazy man, I ain't get sick for so much. You know what? I, I got sick because I, I, I was soaking wet and sweat, you know, but not because the coldness or sickness or the whatever it got a hold to me. We could be hardly sick back in the days. Maybe because of who we ate down there was good, but I don't know. But anyway, so listen to me. I love you today. And know that God loves you just the same. And that's what God's showing through Joseph that he loves him. But just because somebody don't treat you right, love them anyway. Yeah, because love begets love. Simple. That's normal. We do. We we. That's just something we practice in this ministry. Love begets love. You know what I'm saying? Why have we sustained this long? Why have we made it through the two-year uh, being shut down? And, and But yet still, you know, why are we still making it with only a handful of people when the other churches are closed down? Because you know what? 
It's not, it's not even about the money. It's not even about that, but it's the love of God that's being expressed mm -hmm. because God does spoke a word and, it, and the dream that he has spoken is coming to pass. It has come to pass. So are we worried about the fact that it's gas is up the way it is at four dollars an hour? I mean four dollars and stuff. No, we, we ain't worried about that. Because guess what? How many of y'all gonna still drive? And some of us drive a long ways, but we're gonna still drive. And we how many of y'all no matter how much food costs, how many of y'all still gonna be at the grocery store? He already made a way because as long as we trust him, guess what? It's good. Hallelujah. Well, he told me stop. Don't say nothing else. Because I almost really wanted to do like David said. I felt something coming on me. No. But I just love God and I love you and I thank God for you. And I just want to just pray. Um, just and and yeah, and I I just want to pray and I want to pray a sinner's prayer, you know, just for us to rededicate dedication, you know, uh, because I say I'm not saying you did anything wrong, anything like that, you know, but we do just have to just thank God, just say, ask Him for forgiveness, and He's so He's so merciful and loving that He forgives us, unlike man do, because man, Lord, you better keep this stuff to yourself. You can't tell you can't tell man everything. Yeah, because they will take they shoot you to the ground. Yeah, they they'll drag you right on to the dirt, <laughs> to the other pit. Yeah. <clears throat> but we ain't gonna worry about that because our father said that he is his grace and his mercy endure forever. And even though we might be going through the valley of the shadows of death, we ain't gonna fear no evil because God is with us. And his rod, they his staff, they comfort us and he prepared the table for us with the of our enemies. So, hey, man, God is so good. And we can't do anything without God being in our life. You know, I, I know I got to have him in my life. I, I need him. And I need him more and more every day, you know? Yeah. Yes, I do need him more and more every day. I can't do this by myself. But I need him. So I'm going to just pray right now, Father. You know, we're about to prepare for communion. But before we do that, God... We've heard the word, yes, and, thank you, Lord. and we, um, I, I, I received the word that I've heard, man, I'm so enlightened by what you have said, and oh, Lord, I wait for you all the time to give me something to say, and, but oh, God, I want to just ask you to just to help us do different things that we might be going through, and issues in our life, oh, God, and stuff that we just need to be set free of. Just set us free, Lord Jesus, and just forgive us for sins. Seeing unseen, oh God, the way we thought, the way we did things, oh God, and just just do what you do best. And that's you in the blessing business, and you are in the healing business, and you in the deliverance business, and God, and, and God, we just trust you right now, Lord Jesus. Thank you. <clears throat> we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the full Folks, members that that uh, that 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 are here and ones that are not, oh God, you know where they stand with you, oh God. And Father, you just touch their hearts and their minds right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord Jesus, we just praise you, we honor you right now, Lord Jesus. And God, we pray for you. We pray like always for increase for our ministry, oh God. And 
And Father, we thank you because you kept this ministry going, oh God. And, and Father, we thank you for giving us a building to come in that's cool and not burning up hot, oh God. And 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 Lord, even with the weather being the way it is, it's you know, but you still blesses us, and we thank you for it. So, Lord Jesus, now we ask you just to continue to keep us, oh God, under the shadows of your mighty wings, oh God. So that we and we're gonna serve you, oh God. We're gonna serve you like crazy, oh God, because we just want you. We want your work. We want your visions to come to pass, oh God. And so, God, use us right now. In the name of Jesus. And God, we give you praise. And Father, we thank you for all things. In Jesus' name. All right. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen.